Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. is proud to present Beer Radio that turns ordinary homebrew into award-winning beer. The Jameel Show. And now, your hosts, Jameel Zainashef and John Fleece. Hey, howdy, hey. That has some good rasp. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> practicing my bluesy touch. <laughs> I was singing on the way over here, practicing, like, warming up the voice. Yeah. I should start saying that now in my car by myself. Hey, howdy, hey. <laughs> People are like, over that? and over again. Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of working lately. Yeah, you're in the city all week. Drainer. Yeah. Yeah, she have Drainer. to commute now. Every day this week, don't you? No, I'm just staying in a hotel. Oh, smart. That way, when I get my drink on after work, I won't, won't be hitting the, the freeways. Nice. No kids. No <laughs> wife. This is your liquor. Just me and my liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in a lonely flea bag hotel room, yes. Oh. Why didn't you take your RV? <laughs> There's a free room aboard. There's no place in the city to park an RV. <laughs> That's true. That Believe be... me, I thought about it. You know? <laughs> Did you? Hell yeah. That'd be funny. A sweet RV. I could put a couple of kegs in the fridge. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. She was right. parking in front of Justin's house and take Bart there. <laughs> yeah. We, it wouldn't be here in the morning. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Bullet it holes. Just be like dead hookers in it or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be here, though. Yeah. It would be here. Dead hookers. I'd be cleaning dead hookers out every night. <laughs> Come back. Justin. Yes. What's sorry. This? Your kids are like, I'd have to that? get all those dead guys out of there. Yeah. Uh, Oh, 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 wow. All right. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> you know what else is good? I, I like this Munich Hellas. Yeah, Chenley to get Hellas. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's uh, really uh, very much like a, a, a Hellas you'd get in Germany. Wow. I was yeah, thinking cool. earlier it was a little too grainy, but no, nah, I think it's I think it's right in there. It doesn't have that that sweet candy like that you get from a lot of you know a lot of people when you brew Hellas and John both you and I have brewed Munich Hellas where it gets that candy like thing yeah, going. Yeah, that this doesn't this doesn't have it at all. Yeah, yeah. get on the mic, Chad. Little little hazy, but other than well, that, well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like stuff. it. Yeah, everyone loves it. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Really, it's uh, not going to dent in that keg. I can yeah, tell it's, you, it's not going to be here by the next time I come back. I know that. So probably some truth to that. Yeah, I'll probably do my my drink, get my drink on here tonight, and just pass out on the floor instead yeah. of my my hotel room. Hey, Maybe. enjoy, and you'll be the dead hooker. Yeah, then I'll be the dead hooker. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's got a really dry finish to it. You know, it's yeah, that's good nice stuff. Ester flavor and very clean beer. Cool. Well done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Munich Hellas, well, yeah, we're we're talking about Munich Dunkel tonight. What the hell's Munich Dunkel? 
Well, you know, again, it's <laughs> like me and a hell of a step darker. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maltier. Mm. Yeah, it's actually <clears throat> one of my favorite styles. And I think one of the things that really got me loving the Eyinger uh, Brewery was uh, their Outbitterish Dunkel, mm-hmm. which uh, that's a, a really excellent example of the style. Is that like the definitive one you would say for it? Uh, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of others, and and actually, um, there's uh, even a Schwartz beer, the Monshoff uh, Schwartz beer. That's uh, it's very much like a Munich Dunkel, which is kind of odd. Huh. This is lighter and not yeah, as it's lighter in color. It's not roasty, but it's uh, it's got a huge bready malty character hmm. to it. I was doing the the Schwartz beer article for uh, Brew Your Own. And that's coming up, or uh, no? It's like last ago. year or oh, whatever. Right. And uh, as, as part of writing my articles, you know, I've had all these beers before, but I like to get all the commercial examples I can and sit there and drink them side by side and compare them and see which you know how they differ. Because sometimes you'll have them spaced apart. Sure, it's nice to drink them, you know, right next to each other. So you can say, oh well, I thought this one was you know more roasty than this one, but oh you know they're actually much closer together mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I'd go through and uh, you know try the different ones. And uh, so the Monshoff actually reminded me a lot of Munich Dunkel. But uh, actually, right now I'm working on the Munich Dunkel. Uh, article for Brew Your Own. Oh, there you go. This is a good and, little prep for it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also for the show because the article is almost done. Right. I have to turn it in like next week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been drinking my my Munich Dunkels and working on that. Been the a good couple article. weeks. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you if you don't uh, if you don't aren't already a current uh, Brew Your Own subscriber, you want to go to uh, Brew Your Own. Dot com or byo.com slash uh, the brewing network and uh, probably the easiest way is just go to the brewing network.com yeah. there's a link, link to, right there. to subscribe to brew your own and uh, every month I do a, a style profile column hmm. and go into depth into the uh, styles like we do here in the show except it's a little different I, I have a lot more time to think you give your personal touch a little bit more, I think. Yeah, and I, I go into yeah. some more details and how to brew and stuff. Yeah, and I don't I don't go into the kind of random things that we go into here. Like what I give to the show, the randomness. <laughs> yeah, the ran- the random factor. Yes. <laughs> the random factor. So uh yeah, that's it's a good thing to get. And uh uh you know, if you if you buy it through uh the brewing network, you uh supporting the brewing network, they get a portion of the sale. Nice. And also uh uh while you're at it and you're at the Brewing Network store, get yourself a uh membership to the AHA. There you go. Selling on the on the Brewing Network store. There's no shipping charge on that. And a portion of the proceeds go to the Brew Network, and you're also supporting a great organization in the American Home Brewers Association. Nice. So, I have a question for you, real quick. You had crack open that wallet and <laughs> start spending. Start spending. So buy yourself some memberships. You had mentioned that you uh, you buy commercial examples. Mm-hmm. Is that how you formulated a lot of your recipes that you did in your book, by chance? I mean, do you take the best features of you know your four or five commercial examples, and you kind of do it by taste? Is that? I'm just kind of curious if. Yeah, yeah. A, a number of things were done by taste. Okay. Um, 
some things that, you know, there's been a lot of other recipes out there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, those I would, you know, look at what other people had uh, produced. Maybe I'd brew some of the recipes that seemed like they were right to me. And then I'd adjust from there and tweak them and, uh, uh, you know, maybe put my own spin on or try and make it more like commercial examples. Well, the commercial examples always kind of play a, play a role in that. Hmm. But... Uh, uh, you know, some of the lesser known styles are the ones that were, you know, harder to get. Those were, you know, almost a shot in the dark. You right. Know, something like the Schwartz beer back in the, back in the day was much harder to get a hold of. Yeah. And, uh, so I just kind of guessed it, you know, what it should be like. It turned out really good. Right it was a, a little, a little too roasty. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just did really well in competition. Yeah. So uh, I kind of have variations on. That. I have like three Schwartz beer recipes. Whether you want something more like a, like a uh, lager porter or something, or you know, yeah, <laughs> like the various commercial examples out there. Nice. So, do you recommend that though for other homebrewers? Maybe do it that way. Take your book and take a style or a commercial example and kind of think about it before they ever buy the ingredients. Yeah, except you know, unless you really know what you're doing. Unless you're, you know, an expert, and I see this all the time. People go, oh, you know, I don't follow anybody's recipes. And it's like, oh, that's cool, you know. But, you know, one of the reasons that uh, you might want to, you know, give it a try is that these are proven recipes. Like in the in the Brewing Classic Styles book, those are proven recipes that won a lot of awards and are, you know, pretty successful for a lot of people when they start brewing them. So give it a try. And then, you know, once you see what that makes, that'll teach you a lot about, you know, the ingredients and what you're trying to achieve. And then, you know, if you want to tweak it from there to better fit your, your brewing techniques or your, your brew house or your ingredients or, you know, some, or your preference. Sure. Uh, or, you know, whatever, then by all means, go for it. But I think, you know, usually it's worth, you know, one shot at it just to kind of see what it turns out to be. And Good then idea, you can say, yeah. ah, no, no, no. Right. Got to know what he's talking about. You know, right. I'm going to go this way. And, right. and that's cool. But, sure. you know, it's worth giving it a shot at least once. Right. And, you know, brew it. Uh, get yourself some commercial examples. Drink them all side by side and see how it differs and how you might want to change it at that point. But, you know, give it a shot first. But definitely tweak it to your own taste. If you yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. And, you know, uh, also drink, uh, you know, try some commercial examples, especially the ones that you like. Sure. And that you admire and try and, uh, you know, adjust things that way to be more like what you would like to drink. Nice. Yeah. Good suggestion. There you go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm on the air. <laughs> You're a veteran. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Justin doesn't think so. But uh, that's all right. It's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. I'm just going to drink a beer. Him and, his, him and his dead hookers in, yeah, on, the, on the RV. Mm. <sighs> so, all right. Munich, Munich Dunkel. Yeah. You want to give us a rundown of that style? Yeah. It's a, it's a great one to... Read about. I mean, makes you salivate while you're reading it. <laughs> it's got all these great. <laughs> That's all those little drool marks on the paper. I was kind of. That's actually the uh, cup of coffee. Actually, the two cups I had. <laughs> the two cups. The of stains coffee. on there. Fired. Yeah. Stains. <laughs> well, Munich Dunkel. Um, I used to have a dog named Stains. I used to call him Cum Stains. Cum Stains. <laughs> That's bad, man. <laughs> oh no, your poor, your poor kids. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Munich Dunkel, uh, in the aroma, you should definitely get a multi toasty kind of hint of a sweetness aroma, um, hints of chocolate, caramel, and some toffee aromas coming through. 
Um, no diacetyl, um, no esters. Um, it's, it's a lager, so you definitely ferment it cool. And there should be some noble hop character in the aroma too, but it's also balanced with the malt's aroma too. You don't want an over-the-top hop aroma. It's just a, a balance with the malt aromas. Uh, visually, it's copper, you know, to brown in color with some ruby highlights. And there's some creamy head, tan, head retention. Uh, it's very clear. Um, overall, the flavor is a very rich Munich malt flavor, which I have questions for you later about the importance of malt Munich in this recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, in the palate, you should get some chocolate, caramel notes, um, toasty kind of nuttiness coming through. Um, the style guidelines talk about bread crust, and I, I'm curious, you know, how that's formed in that flavor. And I'll, I think that's Munich to ride, and I'll ask you more about that later. But um, no burnt and no bitter flavors. Um, it, this recipe is definitely a balance of the malts and the hops. So, but they do have those hints of those flavors, um, and no caramel crystal flavors either. You don't want that cloyingness from the crystal malts, uh, and you don't want a bitter beer either. And it's a, overall, it's a very complex, malty, dark lager uh, with. Rich Munich flavors, um, has the maltiness of a Bach and the color of a Schwartz beer. And it seems like a little bit of cross between both, but it's definitely a, like a dark Hellas, like you said, mm-hmm. with a lot more character as far as malt flavor. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would, I would emphasize these points. That, um, it is malty, like a Bach, maybe in the, the malty flavors. As far as uh, the, Munich, you know, the, the bready, okay. the Munich, you know, the, those melanoid flavors, but not in malty sweetness. Right. And the box tend to be more sweet. The same thing with the crystal malts tend to make things uh, a bit more sweet and more like a Bach, whereas uh, a Munich Dunkel shouldn't be sweet like that. You know, very slight sweetness, yes, but uh, nothing near what, what a Bach would be like. Okay. While the guidelines mention chocolate and roasty and all that and, and hints, the operative word there would be hints. hints. Even hints would be too much. Okay. Okay. It has to be so subtle that you're saying, you know, this could if be. It, it could be, you know, a really, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be really chocolatey or roasty at all. And, uh, when Dan Gordon was here, he and I were talking about Munich Dunkel quite a bit, and and he was saying, you know, oh yeah, everybody, you know, when they try and make Munich Dunkel, it's they get way too much of the the roasty chocolate flavors in there, and there shouldn't be any. Okay, and he was saying, you know, absolutely zero, zero. Interesting. And uh, you know, I'm kind of along the same lines. Now, I think when you're using a lot of uh, you know uh, Munich and dark Munich, and then uh, maybe you do a decoction, you might. Get a little bit of a, you know, a very slight hint of, you know, something a little darker out okay. of that. But it's important to avoid those kinds of flavors in this. It really shouldn't be there. And, uh, you know, in a Schwartz beer, you'll, you'll get some, some hints. You should have some hints. Of the roastiness. Of, of the roastiness. Okay. Right. Okay. You should have some hints. Right? Sure. Sure. And in Munich Dunkel, Hints would be the top of the, the the peak amount. Okay, that would be you know peaking. That's the the upper end. Okay, would be hints. Okay, so, so it's very and in very sports beer. The bottom so- end is hints. Is the hints? Oh, interesting. Okay. That's kind of where they divide. Right. Okay. Okay. Schwarz beer generally is not as malty, complex malty, and not as um, 
uh, you know, bready malty. Mm-hmm. That, those, you know, Munich flavors. It's more Pilsner-like. Pilsner-like, but very dark in color. Right. The hints are roasted. Right. Okay. Right. And then, uh, you know, some... Is it drier, Munich, too? D- drier. Okay. Right. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. And then the Munich Dunkel would be slightly sweet. But again, not as sweet as a Bach would be. Right. Not nearly as sweet. Not as alcoholic as a Bach would be. Okay. Right? Okay. And like a Munich Hellas is, you know, moderate drinking beer. But malty. Um, malty. And, With a dry, and, and, ready fish. you know, the Munich Hellas we're having here, it, it's got a, uh, you know, a Pilsner type of maltiness to it. Right. You know, that Pilsner malt flavor. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In a Munich Dunkel, you're going to go with more of a, a Munich malt flavor, which is a richer, more bread crust, you know, yeah. much more melanoidin rich malt. Okay. And that's going to add to that. And then a Munich Dunkel tends to be lighter than a Schwarzbier. You know, color wise, it tends to be, you know, it can be, it's, it's more of a, anywhere from a light brown to a, to a dark okay. brown. Okay. And a Schwarzbier, I think, really starts kind of at the dark brown and goes darker than that. Right. So it's, uh, you know. Up to black almost sometimes? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Whew. So. Good luck with this one. No, I, no, I, I think, I think we're kind of, uh. No, it's good to. You know, if people have been listening to the other shows and they're, and they're starting to understand those other styles, I think we're kind of defining the space for a Munich Dunkel here, where sure. it fits in the beer world. Sure. And, uh, uh, and where it, its role is and how it differs from those and where mm-hmm. the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, beers can overlap, but that's really, I think, you know, the sweet spot for Munich Dunkel. Okay. That we just described. Okay. And like you're saying, uh, you know, it shouldn't be about the hops. It's more about the malt. It's more of a balanced beer. It shouldn't be excessively bitter. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, uh, you know, hoppy as far as uh, hop character goes, you know, flavor and aroma. Yeah, you can have a little bit in there, but it shouldn't be much. It shouldn't be, you know, really rich and thick and full, and and it shouldn't be really thin and dry. Sure. You know, it's kind of in between there. Wow. You know, easy drinking. Uh, it's a very delicate beer. beer. I mean, to really, I think, master and fine-tune it to that, what you just described. Yeah. I mean, there's so many variables involved, your yeast, your mash temperature. Right, and, right. And really getting that across. In the style. Well, the interesting thing is, it's actually a fairly simple beer, oh. as far as recipe and all that goes. Okay, all right, sure. But uh, uh, you know, the, the trick is in the skill of the brewer and all that. Right, yeah. brewer makes a beer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right, so what we'll do? We're gonna take a break, oh, gosh. and when we come back, uh, we'll get right into the recipe right after this. <laughs> oh, crap! It's the hop shortage! He's in the basement! Oh, please! My triple decocted Imperial Pilsner! It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage! Damn it to hell! Boss and boss. Hop shortage? Who are you guys? Ich bin Doppelbach! Ich bin Kölsch. Und ich bin Münchener Helles. Wir sonst need a lot of hops to be delectable. Now brew something Malzi. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint. Like the cool blonde Kolsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Mm-hmm. Now get blowing! 
What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burnt Nail. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, Munich Dunkel. Love the boss. Yes, I feel good. <laughs> yeah. No more brown. Yes. <sighs> good old Dunkel. Dunkel. <laughs> Dunkel. <laughs> no brown. Dunkel. No brown. <laughs> yeah, inside joke. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, somebody told me they don't like the inside jokes. They go, oh, I fast forward parts, all that stuff you do at the beginning where you're talking about this, that, and the other. Well. Oh, well. That's why they had the fast forward button. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I love people. You do? Yes. Okay. To each his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I could say a lot more, but anyways. <laughs> Munich Dunkel. All right. Recipe. What do you got? Recipe. Okay. Uh, so my, my Munich Dunkel recipe here, uh, an OG at 1054, 13.3 Play-Doh. You're, this is for a six gallon batch of wort at the end of the boil, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you're targeting a final gravity at 1014. Can you give you, uh, let's see, 22 IBUs, SRM a 19, gonna be about 5.3% alcohol by volume. If you're an extract brewer, you're going to use a uh, Munich liquid malt extract, eight and a half pounds, or three point eight five kilograms. Now here's the trick, okay? If you can find a, a Munich extract that you like and it's got a real good Munichy flavor to it, go ahead and use that. That's fine. It doesn't matter if it's a sixty forty extract or a fifty fifty or whatever it may be, as long as it has the Munich. As long as it's got the meaning, that's fine. As long as it's got a good flavor to it. What I would recommend is 100% Munich extract. Really? Okay, so uh, Weyermann, they, they make a 100% Munich extract decocted uh-huh. from their, their Munich malt. Wow. That's excellent. 100% Munich in this period. 100% Munich. Munich extract. Okay. Yeah, right. And it's, uh, and they have the, the decocted version. That's, that's the, the baby for this. Wow. Okay. If you are a uh, 
all grain brewer instead of the uh, Munich extract, you can replace that Munich extract with 12.2 pounds or 5.53 kilograms of Munich malt. And you'll mash it at 154 degrees Fahrenheit or 68 degrees C. Give it some body. Okay. You get a, a pretty high finishing gravity there, so. Yeah, yeah. But you want that in the style. Yeah, give it, give it a little more fullness to it. It's a, it's a fairly rich, bready style. And, uh, the, you want some, some additional mouth, mouthfeel to it. Okay. You know, on the, on a municellus, you're finishing a little drier, mm-hmm. a little thinner, a little, a little more refreshing. Right. A little fuller on the, on the Dunkel beer. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, on the specialty grains, you're gonna use, uh, Carafa Special. That's the Huskless. Yeah. Right? The three? Two. Two. Right, dude. Carafa Two. Okay. You could you could use the three, but in in my recipe I use the two. The two is pretty easy to come by. Four hundred and thirty lava bond, six ounces, one hundred and seventy grams, and uh, that craft uh, uh, is special too. So you don't you don't want regular craft that has the husk on it, and you need the huskless because it does not have those roasty flavors, right, which you don't want at all. Okay. And one thing you can do is you know cut that craft special. In half, mm-hmm. and just grind it down to powder. You know, and uh, I do a like a mortar and pestle thing, and you toss it in, and for the whole mash or at the end of the mash, at the beginning, it'd be okay. Yeah, because there's no husk on it, so you don't have to worry about okay. you know, just grinding it down to powder. If you are uh, doing all extract, and you get yourself some cinnamar, okay, wow. which is uh, it's okay. extract make, uh, made by a uh, vireman that's uh, uh, made from Crafa Special. They actually mash it. Boil it, ferment it. I guess it's got a tiny bit of fermentables to it. Yeah, and then they boil it again, and then wow. and then they package it up. Huh. Uh, you'll use three ounces by weight, or eighty-five grams of the Cinnamar extract, and hmm. that replaces the Craft Special. So it's just Munich extract and Cinnamar. If you're yeah. an extract brewer, yep, you can do this all extract. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's turn a out great recipe. If you get a, a a really good Munich malt extract, yeah, it'll turn out great. Wow. That's revolutionary so, in extract, I think, that recipe right there. If for extract brewers? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, who would have thought, you know? I mean, Cinnamar and, you know, boiled down craft and malt mm-hmm. 100% Munich, I mean. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Cinnamar. It, it passes the Reinheitsgebot and everything. Wow. It's, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's legal. It's pure legal. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, uh, you know, this is a, a really simple uh, grain recipe. This is the way, uh, like, the Eyinger Brewery does it. Hmm. They do, you know, all Munich malt and then just some carafa to darken it up. That's it. Yeah. And are they, do you think they're using cinnamon or are they actually mashing this, the carafa, you think? I don't know for sure, but, uh, but they're probably, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past them to, to use, uh, either method. Okay. You know, and I think either way is fine. Sure. But, uh, you know, when you're looking for that really rich, intense Munich maltiness, this is what it's going to come from, is using nearly 100% Munich malt. Wow. And uh, you can actually go without the uh, Cinnamar or the Craft Special. Okay. And go 100% Munich malt, and you can go with a darker Munich even. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's Jeff Renner was saying that he uses like a 20-love Munich, and he has no problem making a Munich Dunkel. Really? When I got to the darker percentage? Munichs, yeah. 100%. Oh, I When I got to the darker Munichs, it seemed a little too intense for me. Uh-huh. 
And I'm not sure if what it's the yeast I'm using, but he was using the same yeast. He was using the Iyengar yeast as well. What do you mean intenso with that darker meat? Uh, it's way too melanoid and rich. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so. It's overly uh, you know, Yeah, as, as the, as the malts, uh, get darker, they tend to have, they, more melanoidins to them. Sure. Uh, you know, that, that bready, biscuity, uh, toasted, bread crust type of flavors. Mm-hmm. And they can be too much. Okay. But, you know, uh, he said it turned out great, and I, I got no reason to, to doubt Jeff at all. So, um, what I like to target is anywhere kind of in the 8 to 10, 8 to 12 Love Bond range. Okay. If you're buying, and you should you try and source yourself a German Munich malt. Right. Uh, and maybe it's just because, I don't know. <laughs> well, ingredients are everything. In right, right, sure. And I, I think it makes a difference. When you do, if you're looking at, uh, you know, Saxa, uh, German Munich, mm-hmm. You'll, you'll see, you know, a lot of times they're, the color is listed in EBC instead of, uh, Lovabon mm-hmm. or SRM or anything else. So generally what you do is just take the EBC, cut it in half, that tells you pretty close what uh, the Lovabon is. It's a good tip. So when you see that on the sack, that uh, give you an idea. Hmm. Uh, as far as, uh, hops go, I like to use uh, Hallertauer. You can use any uh, noble German hop is fine. You know, the hop shortage days we have now. Sure. Uh, anything is fine. Uh, I like 4% Hallertauer at 60-minute uh, pellets, uh, 1.2 ounce or 34 grams. Gives you about 19.5 IBUs using the Rager formula. Uh, and then at the 20-minute mark, just to get me a, a skosh of uh, a hop flavor, Again, same hollow tower, four four percent alpha acid. At twenty minutes, I put a half ounce or fourteen grams. Wow. Gives you another two point seven IBUs. So it's like a little hint of maybe some flavor to yeah, balance. Just something in the background. Okay. You know, you know, you don't want it to be excessive. Mm-hmm. You know, none of the commercial examples I think have uh, uh, considerable amounts of uh, hot flavor to them. Sure. It's really, I think, a lot of times just uh, a carryover from the. Uh, background hopping the the bittering, okay, and so this kind of uh, brings it up just a tiny bit. You okay. don't want too much. You don't want to be fighting with the uh, malt flavors. Right. I think too much hot flavor really just counters that. This right. is really about the maltiness, right? Uh, that multi character. And you're bullying for ninety minutes in this, or on sixty minutes. Uh, you could do sixty uh, on this because um, it's all Munich. Or? Yeah, the the Munich malt when they kill the Munich malt uh, darker, it drives off all the uh, uh, DMS uh, precursors and all that. Okay. So you don't really have to worry about that. It's really in the lightest malts right. that 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 doesn't happen. Anything that's kiln darker tends to it's, it's all it. driven off. Okay. You could do a ninety minute boil. That's fine. Okay. Or you know sixty minute, whatever you prefer. Okay. You're fine either way. Uh, yeast. Favorite yeast for this is uh, WLP 833, German uh, Bach Lager. The malty yeast. Yes. Yeah. And that's the Iyengar strain. Right. Or Interesting. Let me put it this way, as, as the Weiss would put it. It makes a beer very similar in flavor profile to beers that you might find from the Iyengar Brewery. <laughs> but it's not, you don't know, it's not really their yeast, though. No, right. no, no. It's similar, though. Right. right. If you if you were and, and the way to ask the question, anytime you're talking to uh, uh here's the company. trick. If you're talking to somebody from White Labs or somebody from Y East, uh 
and you want to ask them, hey, you know, is one of your yeasts the Hanger strain? <laughs> They're going to be like, no. Yeah. And what you want to say is, or, or if you say, well, which yeast do you, you know, no, no, no. You say, I'm looking to make a beer very similar to the beers that Eyinger makes. Which strain of yeast do you have that would give me a, a flavor profile the most similar to their beers? Right. And then, well, and then they'll, they'll be free to, to answer. Sure. You know, probably the best one to use would be the WLP 833. There you go. You see? You just, you, you see how that works? Yeah, very tactful. Okay. Right. Bam. Yeah. Don't, don't be, don't be putting them in a hard spot where they can't really answer. They don't want to, you know, and well, again, it's not exactly the same, you know, yeah. yeast because there's a lot of little factors in there, but you know, they will, you know, they're going to try and help you. Right. But you got to phrase the question right. And that was smooth, right? So that's how you phrase that question next time you you see him at the uh, National Homebrewers Conference. I hope everybody's going. Oh yeah, be in Cincinnati this year. I'm going to be there. Oh, I'm booked. That's that's going to be fantastic. Awesome. That's one of the the best times. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I don't think I'm going to the GABF this next year. Oh really? Nope. Nope. This year. NHC. Nope. nope. NHC. Yeah. I, I might be hitting some uh, uh, other homebrew club events around the country. Doing a tour outside the outside the U.S. Who knows where? Yes, nice. Anywhere that people will fund my travel, <laughs> make a donation. Going. Yeah, <laughs> or they'll pick up the tab. I think I might be there. There you go. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I think that's going to preclude me going to the GABF. You should go to Oktoberfest. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd love to go there with you guys. <laughs> Then there'd be a lot of dead hookers. Watch me get my drink on. (laughs) Stacking up the dead hookers like cordwood. Exactly. You're awesome when you're drunk, too, by the way. (laughs) Why, thank you. You're just like, woo! Anyway, so the Y-Yeast version, um, you know, they've got a lot of great yeast. I'm not sure that they have a yeast that's uh, as appropriate as that uh, German Bach lager, but... Uh, an excellent yeast uh, on the Y yeast side of things is the 2308 Munich Lager. And if you're a dry yeast user, uh, Fermentus Saf Lager S23. I do like the dry yeast Saf Lager strain. I'm not a big fan. Sulfury. Sulfury, real, real doughy too. Huh. Like, uh, raw dough. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, uh, you know, a little more fruity and, um, yeah, I just don't care for it. Okay. That's all right. But if you're going to spend a buck on a yeast, it's a good strain then. Well, you know, we got a lot of people all around the world that uh, listen, and they don't have a lot of choices in yeasts, and they can't get any of the liquid yeasts out there. Right. Because, you know, they have to, like, air freight it in, you know, a billion ice packs. You know, it's going to cost them, like, you know, $500 to get a vial of yeast. <laughs> so, you know, they, no they use uh, dry yeast. And right. dry yeast, they can, you know, can withstand the shipping. Mm-hmm. And those they can buy. So, hey, they got to use what they got to use. Right. There's some tricks with the dry yeast, uh, the soft lager. And I think, you know, it's it's a really, really odd yeast. I think you actually have to ferment that warmer. Just to drive it off, all that funky. Yeah, drive off all that sulfur and that, you know, doughiness. And then uh-huh. uh, you get good attenuation so it's not sweet. And uh, you'll get some fruitiness out of it. But... Yeah, that's, that's gonna be the, if you're, if you're in one of these countries, I, I look at the countries where people hit the Mr. Multi site. Yeah. MrMulti.com, place mm-hmm. to go for all your yeast cal- pitching calculator needs. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> throw in a little plug there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's we, free. It's free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Going to the bank on that one. Anyways, um, <laughs> God, what's well, this? Show's already gone off the rails. No, we haven't drank that. No, much. We're just having a good time. Uh, I have no idea what we're talking. We're d- about. Uh, dry yeast in other countries. Yes. Anyways, uh, yeah. There's uh, we, we get hits from all around the world. I mean. Every little country that you'd never imagine. Name the country you think would never be interested in brewing beer. Uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they hit the shine. Okay. Hit the shine. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. And a lot of military guys use those dry yeast trains. Yeah. So, yeah, people all, all over all the place. Over. Every, every last little, little place on the earth is, is interested in brewing beer, it seems. Huh. All right. So, uh, dry yeast, you can use 21 grams of, uh, you know, properly rehydrated dry yeast or four liquid yeast packages. Or make yourself a, a an appropriate starter. Ferment at fifty degrees Fahrenheit, ten degrees C. Lager it. Uh, you're going to carbonate this around two to two and a half volumes. Okay. I like it a little on the lower side. Two volumes seems about right for me. Is that just to kind of bring out that maltiness in this beer? It's not, it's not uh, you know, most of the German beers are, are fairly well carbonated. Oh, most okay. lagers are. Okay. Uh, but I like it. It's a it's a softer beer to me, so I like it a little lower uh, on the carbonation. Okay. Yeah, the interesting thing is, I, I got an email from a guy. Uh, unfortunately, I can't remember his name now, but he uh, he asked me. He said, "You know, in your book and in your articles, it seems like you're using." He was very clever. He figured out twenty billion uh, uh, cells per gram of dry yeast, and he said, "If you look at the manufacturer spec sheets from uh, Dan Star and uh, the uh, Safale people and all that." Mm-hmm. They say it's like six to eight billion uh, viable cells per gram of dry yeast. Okay, they're, they're five gram packages. Right. Okay. And, and, so and he said, so you know what gives? You know, you figure the manufacturers know what they're talking about, sure. right? He says maybe I should just double up on the amounts you say in order to ensure I'm pitching enough yeast because you know nobody says twenty billion cells. Right. Well. Years ago, I came across this the, the this exact question, uh-huh. and I was trying to figure out, you know, all right, how many active cells per gram of dry yeast? Mm-hmm. Well, Clayton Clone, Cone, mm-hmm. you know, famed uh, yeast master of sure. the dry yeast, he said there's about 20 billion cells per gram of dry yeast. Mm-hmm. And if you rehydrate it properly, your viability should be, you know, far greater than, you know, Ninety percent, you know, ninety-five percent or so. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So you know that would fly in the face of the spec sheets. And so what I did was I re-hi- properly rehydrated grams of dry yeast of you know de- various uh, strains, okay. various manufacturers. Sure enough, there's almost exactly twenty billion cells per gram of dry yeast. My counts came up to like twenty billion and fifty. Wow! <laughs> you know, every time it, there's Twenty billion cells per gram of dry yeast. Very, very close to that. Wow. Now, if you properly, if you take your time and you do, um, you know, the the uh, uh, what's the stuff to uh, help uh, rehydrate dry yeast? Water. A <laughs> 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 ferment K. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh gosh. John. What? John's getting good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, stuff more beer cells to help uh, rehydrate yeast. Anyways, 
Uh, you know, proper temperatures, proper technique, uh, you know, not stirring it in into a big clump, you know, floating it on the surface, things like that. If you properly rehydrate the uh, dry yeast, uh, sure enough, I, I easily got over 9% viable cells. Now, if it's an old pack, now, and, and here's what I think. I think the manufacturers, they're saying, well, our yeast, when it's used for homebrewers, it's, you know, glued to the top of a can of extract, and it gets shipped around the world, and then it sits on a shelf, uh, hot for a year, and then somebody buys it, and then they just sprinkle it on top of the, uh, the hot word. That's and it. that's how it happens. And sure enough, I think if you did that, you'd get like six to eight billion viable cells. Total out of the five gram package, uh, per gram, per gram. Okay, right. okay. So still, but I think the way most people, if you're tr- bothering to listen to this show, yeah, if you're bothering to buy a book, yeah. you know, stuff like that, you're probably gonna buy fresh ingredients, right? You know, you're gonna buy fresh extract, you're gonna buy fresh packets of yeast, even if your can of extract came with a packet of yeast on, you're gonna buy the proper strain of yeast, you're gonna buy it from a shop that keeps it refrigerated, mm-hmm. and you're gonna use it fairly soon. And, uh, you know, you're going to properly rehydrate it, and you're going to get much closer to 20 billion cells. Okay. And, you know, it, it doesn't really matter too much as long as um, you understand when you need to adjust, when you may need more yeast mm-hmm. based on your techniques and your availability of your supplies, or when you may need less yeast based on your techniques and availability of your supplies. I'm trying to hit the ground of... The types of brewers I think are listening to us and you know, buying the books and, and care about this, and, yeah, and, sure. and subscribing to magazines and stuff like that. I think they tend to be a little more interested, and in, and in, in they'll What's going on. They're mm-hmm. looking for fresh yeast, right? You know, they're when they go and buy a package of yeast, they're looking at the expiration date a lot of time, right? So I I think that's kind of the case. So that's why I, I went with the twenty billion, okay, and that's why the pitching calculator uses that, and you know if if. Your circumstances are different. Go ahead and double up on them. Okay. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. What about the viability in liquid yeast? Like, yeah. Is that a hundred billion? What was it? Two hundred billion they've upped it to now? No, or? it's, it's about a hundred billion. Okay. Per, uh, per tube or package. Per tube. For the XL package or okay. the Y labs. And that's for all strains. Uh, oh, it varies. varies sure. Yeah, because the cell size cell varies size, yeah. dramatically. Okay. So, uh, but they're all, they're supposed to be close to about a hundred billion. In all those. And what do you recommend pitching for a lager like this? How many cells did you uh, know offhand? You don't have... Uh, 400 billion. 400 billion. Okay. That's a lot of freaking yeast. <laughs> yeah, it's four packages or 21 grams. <laughs> wow. So a little over 400 billion. Okay. And then, uh, you know, like 420. And you can make a starter. Okay. You know, get yourself one package of yeast... Make a two-liter starter. There's two packages of yeast. Okay. Make a, you know, uh, like a three-liter starter out of that or a two-liter starter. You're, you're real close to four packages of yeast. Okay. And, you, and you'll be fine. And it'll all be nice and, and viable. Nice. All right. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, answer some questions from the chat room and uh, cut up and, and, and be wild and crazy. There we go. All right. We'll be back. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? 
For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as 7 cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giant Park. <laughs> oh crap, it's the hop shortage. No, not the organic free range oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi, away off your wee hop shortage. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kit, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Now, back to the Jameel Show. See, I feel good. Yeah. Do the brown with the microphone thing? You ever see him dance? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like that. <laughs> uh, never mind. Chimpanzee eating him. Never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Good to be back in the studio. Yeah. I like it. Like two hours with you once a month. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. Plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. <laughs> More than anybody has the right to, to experience. Yes. It's about the tolerance level right there. You yeah. wonder why it's not a, not a uh, two and a half hours? Because two hours is the limit, <laughs> folks. Two hours is the limit. 
We don't even uh, we don't even say bye. Yeah, like, turn around. Mics go off. <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're talking about Munich Dunkel, and I bet you, I just bet you, we got some questions from the chat room. I bet you. We do. Got a few questions for you. Uh, what's the difference between this Dunkel you're talking about and a dark American lager? Good question. The dark American lager pretty much has zero malt flavor. Think uh, Michelob Dark or like Dos Equis. Yeah, Dos Equis has too much flavor. Okay. <laughs> so Michelob Dark. Okay. Michelob Dark. That's Dark Lager. Dark American Lager, uh, you know, it tends to be, it's a, it's a little bit sweeter, a little bit fuller, but, you know, with caramel coloring, you know, with, uh, you know, a, a dark coloring to it. And so there's no roast, there's no, well, so like first period, there's no, uh, no real Munich malty flavors in there at all. And that's really disheartening. Cause you're, <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking my beer in that place is a dark lager and it was a, it was a Munich Dunkel. And this has more character than the Michelob. Oh, yeah, by far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you try this? No, I'm not. It's okay. Oh, it's sitting right in front of me all that time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I haven't even seen that. Yeah. All right, another question. Uh, you had talked about Cinemar earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. And someone wants to know what that is specifically. So it's an extract, a liquid extract made from a company called uh, Vireman, which also makes Carafa Special Malt, which is a huskless, dark roasted malt that uh, it doesn't have a lot of uh, roasted flavors, almost none. And that's what the Cinemar extract is for. It's for coloring up a beer. So if you were making, um, as a matter of fact, if you're making American dark lager, you'd make yourself a premium American lager, and you would add Cinnamar extract to it, and <laughs> there you go. You got American dark lager. It go. doesn't add a whole lot of flavor. It just adds color, and this is the way in Germany they'll adjust the color of a beer. If it's not exactly right and they want to darken it up a little bit, they add a little of this. It's uh, approved, and uh, it's made from the exact same Krafa uh, malt. They mash it, they boil it, they ferment it, then they boil it again to drive off the alcohol and all that and package it up. When do you add it? You can add it almost any time because it's, uh, you know, as long as it's in its original package, I don't think it's going to, it's sterile essentially. But, uh, you know, you just toss it in any time during the boil, end of the boil, whatever. Okay. Be fine. And you do, do you add it by color? You just kind of take a look at it in the glass or something? Or? Yeah, there's a, a calculation. Uh, if you get BYO and you got my Schwarzbier article, I think I list the amount of SRM that uh, a given amount of... Uh, uh, Cinemar will will change things. Okay, <laughs> and so you can darken it up with with that. Um, and I'm, I forget how many grams changes how much per SRM, but it's also uh, I think it's on the uh, environment side if you need to know. And I know um, the uh, home beer, wine, and cheese shop in uh, Woodland Hills, California. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. Uh, the Maltos Falcons shop down there. Yeah, uh, John, he has. Uh, uh, shop owner named John, and uh, he he t- was selling a uh, Cinemar uh, in little uh, four ounce bottles, hmm. so you could buy enough uh, for your homebrew use. I'm gonna order some up. He had it there, and uh, I don't know if our our fine sponsored Northern Brewer carries it or not. Now yeah, check. They might, out. but yeah. uh, go to the Northern go to the Northern Brewer website, mm-hmm. northernbrewer dot com, and uh, browse there and see if they got Cinemar. If not, order something else. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be okay. 
they have carafe special there, so you can just get the grains and you can uh, crack them and steep them or uh, use them in the in the the uh, all grain. Either way. All right. Another question that came through: uh, How do you compare this beer with your Schwartz beer? They said specifically your Schwartz beer. Ah, sure. uh, my Schwartz beer. There is no comparison. Nothing. <laughs> uh, there is no comparison. No. Uh, Schwartz beer is going to be uh, more roasty. It's not going to be quite as uh, Munich malty. It's going to be a little less bready, a little less uh, sweet. Uh, it's going to, uh, as far as like a Munich uh, malty sweet, it's going to have uh, more roasted flavors. You know, it's a, you know a subdued roasted flavors, but the Schwarzbier will have the roasted flavors, while the Munich Dunkel will not. Uh, Schwarzbier tends to be a little drier, tends to be a little hoppier. Uh, that's that's what I would say would be the uh, general differences between the two. All right, and finally, uh, a comment, because you we were talking about dry yeast and other parts of the world, mm-hmm. and one of our uh, international troops is in the chat room, uh, Phil from Brazil. Cool. And was, you know, really just kind of agreeing. In fact, he was saying, I, I really wish that on one of the shows there'd be a whole segment about dry yeasts and how to use them best and all of that, because he just was agreeing, yeah, it, there's a lot of places that can't get it. Sounds like an excellent like Sunday show topic. Yeah, we might might have to do that. Yeah, there you go. So we just cover styles here, and then whatever yeah. odd ramblings squeeze in between. Yeah. Nice. And that was it from the chat. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me go over the recipe again w- once real quick. Uh, OG 1054, uh, FG 1014, IBU 22 using the regular formula, 19 SRM using the Mori uh, color formula. Uh, alcohol is going to be at 5.3%. If you're extract brewer, you can use uh, Munich liquid malt extract, Eight and a half pounds or 3.85 kilograms. And then uh, your grains will be Craft Special uh, 430 Love, uh, Craft Special 2, uh, six ounces or 170 grams. If you're an all-grain brewer, you're going to swap out that Munich malt extract. You're going to use uh, 12.2 pounds or 5.53 kilograms of Munich malt, mashed at 154 degrees uh, Fahrenheit or 68 degrees C. And then... Uh, uh, you can actually uh, swap out that craft special as well if you want to do an all extract beer uh, with uh, Cinemar. And you can get that at Northern Brewer, our good friends at northernbrewer.com. Confirmed. Uh, they also carry uh, Cinemar extract. And you're going to need about three ounces by weight, 85 grams, and that will replace that craft special. So you can do an, a nice all extract version of this if you want. Hmm. Uh, hops, Halitower, 4% alpha acid for 60 minutes, 1.2 ounces, 34 grams. And same type of hop at 20 minutes, half an ounce, or 14 grams. And you can replace that with any German noble hop that has a nice flavor, Tetanang or, uh, you know, Perle or Spalt or whatever. It would be just fine. Ferment that with, uh, White Labs WLP 833 German Bach Lager or Y East 2308 Munich Lager or the Fermenta Saf Lager S23. Uh, once it's done fermenting, uh, carbonate to about two, two and a half volumes. Have yourself a, a nice, uh, Munich Dunkel. And, uh, you know, Chat, you should be making a Munich Dunkel. That's what you should make. I want a good Munich Dunkel. And you can, you're the man who can do it. I'm on it. All right. <laughs> Sweet. He's going to the shop right this now. This is great. <laughs> He's reading your book right now. Yeah. Is he? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Is oh. that what this recipe's out of? I just got that in the chat room. 
That's where they're all at. Got to give you my top recipes on the show. Yeah, I got I got uh, you know a number of different recipes for a number of different things, and recipes I, I mess around with. But for the show, for the magazine articles, and for the book, it's you know I chose my best recipe. The one if I had to only enter one beer in the competition, I would use these recipes. It's the chosen ones. You know these are these are the absolutely the best ones that I've got. The the award winning ones and all that. Wow. All that rigmarole. That's gold right there, baby. It's gold and then the, gold. our pages. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A little bit of gold Jamil everywhere. All right. So I mentioned earlier on how you can help the Bruin Network and help yourself at the same time. One one is by buying yourself an AHA membership, American Homebrewers Association. They're, they're fighting for your rights uh, in the government. They have lobbyists, uh, you know, and all this this, this helps out. <laughs> they got lobbyists. They got scientists. They got all sorts of good things, and uh, you know your your uh, membership that you, you can go to the Brewing Network store, buy a membership, help support the Brewing Network, help support the AHA. Plus, you get great uh, magazine and Zymergy. You get pub discount program. You get uh, you know uh, discount on the National Homebrew Competition. You get discount at the uh, Homebrewers Conference every year. Uh, well worth it. You're gonna, you're gonna, uh, really, really find that useful. I would go out and get yourself a membership now. Now. And if you're really desperate to help the Brain Network, keep Justin fed, in, fed and Warm. full of, uh, dead hookers. Yes. Uh, there's a recurring donations page. Right. You know, on there, uh, on the, on the main page, uh, thebrainnetwork.com, there's, uh, on the left, Lower side, there's a you can set up for a recurring donation. You know, two bucks. Yeah, two bucks a month. Two bucks. You That's know, nothing. click a button. Two bucks a month for entertainment. I mean, yeah, set up two. Is this show worth it? You know, a, a buck per show. I hell yeah, huh? it is a buck a show. I mean, your plus cable you, bills more. Than plus, that. you get like uh, you know three or four Sunday shows. Yeah, and uh, God knows what else you get. Yeah, you get good stuff. Yeah, you know, and it helps helps uh, pay the cost of uh, I don't know, and it's for beer. <laughs> for the glory of beer, yes, it helps. It helps uh, keep the lights on and the uh, internet connection flowing and all that good stuff. Yes. So if you can, go uh, hook hook yourself up with a uh, recurring donation. There, you have to just do it once, and then you get charged like two bucks a month. Nice. And you don't have to worry about it after that, and, uh, and you're all set. Okay. Well, good well, show. John, next show, uh, if you're listening live, is going to be. Uh, Northern English Brown. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, if you're listening in the archives, it's going to be two weeks. Two weeks. Mm. But, uh, and you make a killer in Northern English Brown. Day. Well, there you go. And, uh, if you're listening live, then, uh, you'll get that in just a couple minutes coming up. Roostrong. Roostrong. The Jamil Show is a production of the Brewing Network. Please send questions for Jamil to jamil at thebrewingnetwork.com. The Jamil Show airs live every other Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, right here on The Brewing Network.